Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, don't forget, we just announced our conference next May 22nd through the 25th. Those tickets are available if you want to come join us in Grafton, Illinois. It's going to be a lot of fun. I recommend if you want to go and you want to stay on site, the on site lodging is going quickly. So uh, get online and book your at least your lodging, even if you can't get the ticket yet. If you really want to come and stay on site, I recommend that because uh, the it's limited on site, unfortunately. So that goes pretty quick. It went quick last year. There's plenty of options, Airbnbs and all that stuff. But if you want to take advantage of that and uh, join us and stay at the event, which is a beautiful event, Pier Marquette Lodge and Conference Center, absolutely stunning place to to go even vacation if there wasn't a conference. It's a, it's a really cool uh, town. Yeah. So uh, tickets are below in the description, journeytotruthcon.com. Come hang out with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Hopewell Farm CBD also has extended their Thanksgiving sale through the end of the year. So 15% off all their products with promo code JTT thanks. And that goes to the end of the year. That link is below. Also Merlin's lab. We haven't promoted these in a while. Don't forget. Uh, we are affiliated with our friend Mason Fury. He has these amazing pyramids and among many other things. Now he will be one of the vendors at the conference along with Hopewell. Uh, these are incredible. You get 10% off all his products with promo code journey to truth. That link is below and the Omnia radiation balancer for a patch you put on any radiating device um, to harmonize the frequency and balance it and turn it into something actually beneficial for your body. We have it on all of our devices, Wi-Fi routers, computers. You get 10% off all their products with promo code truth, all caps. Tonight, we are joined by Beth Noise, who has an incredible story of being taken onto an ET craft in 1989. And uh, it's it's phenomenal. It's actually a very involved story. It involved a whole group of people. And uh, I don't know how long you've actually been sitting on the story before you decided to come forward, but we're so glad you decided to come forward. So if you want to introduce yourself and explain why now, what made you decide to start talking about this now? <clears throat> Well, uh, yeah, I just came out uh, last year or the beginning of this year. That's the first time I've told anybody other than my close friends and family and uh, my kids. Um, I just feel like the time's right. Uh, people are not as afraid to come forward and get mocked and told her, you know, yeah. you're on psych meds, I, you know, all that kinds of stuff. But right. yeah, it's just the time for people to come forward, everybody to tell their truth and um you know, if they want to laugh, they want to laugh, but it's the, it's the way it's going right now. So much right. And I think we should preface this by you, you reached out to Mary Rodwell, I believe. I don't know if I have all these details correct. And you told her your story and you've actually done a few regressions with her or, or one or two. And a lot of information came through also. And she found your story so profound that she's talking about it on her interviews, sharing it. Yeah. And, like, and like, it's some really next level information that came through the session. And so, and we'll get into some of that stuff later, but we'll get into the main uh, story first and let you, you know, just explain to us what happened, how it started, and we'll go through everything. Yeah, I did start with Mary just to make sure I had all my ducks in a row before I did any podcasts or anything like that. So, um. Well, it was in the summer of 1989 in Illinois. It was uh, the we lived in a place that's like 20 miles 
west, 30 miles west of the Great Lakes uh, Naval Station, I found out later, but I don't know if that has anything to do with this. But um, it was a summer night. I went to bed. It was two o'clock in the morning and I'm just laying there and there's a little picture of it. Um, I'm just laying there and I looked out the window and I saw, I thought it was a helicopter just with some spotlight, you know, and and then the light comes into my window. I'm like, oh my God, that guy's rude, you know? And then all of a sudden it got brighter and it was definitely on me. So I jumped up and I ran down the hall and the light stayed on me. And I was like, okay, I stopped because I know lights can't go through walls. And then there was a voice in my head that said, we need you to come with us, but we won't take you until you say, okay. So I said, okay. And then the next, it was like instant. I don't remember rising up. I don't remember any of that. I was just like that in the sh this little ship. And uh, this is what I, I kind of drew it. So there's me. And I'm looking to my left and I see this gray being. And he, was, he, he wasn't paying any attention to, to me. He was just focused on his mission, didn't look at me, nothing. And then to his left was my friend, Frank, who leaned forward and yelled, this is effing awesome. But he said, fucking awesome. But yeah, you um, can say, it. you can say. Okay. It. Yeah. He goes, that's like fucking awesome. He pumped his fist and he was really happy. And then I, I totally relaxed after that. I was like, okay, this is cool. Frank's there. He's not freaked out. And this little being didn't even pay any attention to us. He just kept doing what he was doing. And there was like, you could see the space in front of us. Um, and then I saw us coming up to a bigger ship and the, there was a, a docking station. We, we landed in there. It was pretty dark. And then I saw like a, a, an opening. Um, we got down. I don't remember getting down either. I don't remember walking out of the ship, how that happened. But the next memory, it jumps to in, uh, in a hallway and it's getting progressively brighter and brighter. And then all of a sudden I'm in this room and it was a super bright room. My eyes had to adjust to it. And uh, I looked and there was a whole bunch of people I knew on in that room. And this is kind of what I saw. Sorry for the third grade drawing, but you know, that's what that's no, kind of what I saw. I think they're great. Actually, the drawings actually help. And, and we will put those on the screen just so it's easier. So you don't have to hold them up as long. I'll Thanks. just go ahead and put them up on the screen. Awesome. Um, okay. yeah. And just to be to, before we go on any further, it's uh, interesting to note that you thought that was a helicopter you saw, because we hear that a lot. I mean, a hel UFOs disguising or cloaking themselves as a helicopter. And I mean, why did you think it was a helicopter? Could you hear it? Or did you just assume? No. I couldn't hear it. I just knew that it was low and anything with a spotlight that was, I thought it was like a police helicopter, but I couldn't hear it. No. Right. You just, your brain just fills in the blanks. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. So you get, you get taken onto a, I guess a transport ship and then you're, so then you're taken to a larger mothership and then uh, you're escorted down the hallway. You're in this large room, super bright lights and continue. Yeah. The, like the, <clears throat> The floors, the wall, everything was so bright white and you couldn't find the source of the light. And I, I walked in and I I go, where are the light bulbs? And I yelled it really loud, I guess. And they all looked at me like, 
don't use your voice in here. You're very loud. But they kind of thought that was funny. Where are the light bulbs? And then so then I walked and I saw my friend Ellen was laying on this table. The table was also white. She was laying face up. And there was a taller being next to her. And he was using a, they all had robes on and they were using this cloth that was kind of a silvery, super lightweight material. And it was kind of scanning her, um, I want to say her electromagnetic aura or whatever. If that's what I'm thinking it was. It kind of slid along how you do like a, a washcloth in a bathtub. You know, it's kind of like that. I was like over her. So they did clockwise, counterclockwise. And of note, their robes also were made out of the same fabric and it kind of floated on their bodies. It was kind of weird. Like it was, I don't know. So anyway, Ellen was on there. And then I just, then it was my turn. I just knew somehow it was my turn to lay down. And I laid down and same thing. And this being was like, I got love. Um they were just kind of checking us. I got love from them, calmness. Um, like they're just checking to see how we we're doing. The, and they scanned me and then I got up. And <clears throat> then I started talking to my friend's mom, who her name's Bonnie. She was on the ship and we were all speaking telepathically. So Bonnie comes up to me and she was talking to me saying, isn't this wonderful? Um, what do you think this is? And then Ellen was talking to me telepathically. Same thing. Isn't this great? You know, wow, this is wild. And then another person, Brent, was up there too. I didn't know him, but it's Bonnie's husband was up there. Um, and then I saw over in the corner, my friends, um, two of them looked scared. And one of them was just zoned out. He was just not interacting at all. So Anyway, and then I, I another being came to me and he, he motioned or told me telepathically to come over to where he was standing. And it was next to this wall, white wall, and the white wall turned into a window. So that's kind of like, you know, that's okay. the being. That's that's what we saw. And that's way down there. It was like. So, okay. Be, before, how many floors? It was about three floors, I want to okay. say. We were up about 30, maybe 40 feet up. So before we go into that, so let's rewind yeah. just a little bit. So you, um, so you're on the craft and all these people that, you know, now yeah. you know, them from your town, you work with them. Uh, it's close people you're close with, which is yes. really interesting. And so you, did you ever have, you, you didn't have any idea of what they were doing to you on the table besides just like a health check. Yeah, that's all I could think of. I'm like, I it felt like they were scanning to see how my spirit was, how my energy was. That's what it felt like. Just more like a, because yeah, we we were into astral projection back then. I don't know if that's what triggered them to want to well, see what we're doing, but yeah, that's that's what it felt like. Right. And, and some of the information, some of the information that came through the regression with Mary kind of answers that question, but we'll get into yeah. that later. Yeah. I also just think it's interesting that everyone was like, thought it was amazing. Like typically you hear people scared, terrified. Mm -hmm. It's the exact opposite. You know, Frank said, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. And, and then your friend was like, isn't this beautiful? Yeah. And like, I, I love that because we don't actually hear that that often about 
abduction stories. It's always the other way around. Uh, so then he takes you over to this wall, which ends up being transparent, which turns yeah. into a window, which I've heard about that technology from mm -hmm. other whistleblowers also. And uh, what did you see? What did he show you? So we looked down and the first thing that caught my eye was this waterfall. And it had a bunch of bioluminescence plants just kind of all the way down, just beautiful foliage. They're bioluminescent, some of them. Um, plants I've never seen before. Um, and then I looked down below that and there was like this little trail and there were these short little guys, same one that was driving the first craft. They were in like what looked like golf carts, which I think is weird, but they were, they were driving. And I asked the being, I said, who are they? And he goes, they're the workers. And I said, who are you? And he said, we are the teachers. We're here to watch over you. We bring beautiful things from other worlds and bring them to other worlds. Basically, they they kind of bring things up on the ship, meaning people. I don't know if it's people or plants or what. Kind of right. like they're scientists. So they're gathering... They're gathering specimens, let's just say, for lack That's of a better word, from okay. from all over the galaxy, yes. and then studying them on their on their ship, yes. and then that's what they were showing you this waterfall, which I think Alex Collier talked about a long time ago. Like the mm -hmm. ecosystem, these some of these craft have like their own ecosystem in certain areas, which is a is a, it's interesting to me, and we've even seen that depicted in certain shows and movies also. But so okay after. They told you that they've been collecting these plants. What else did you see or what else did they tell you? Well, the rest of it, um, they I figured out in the regression. They said, we've given you information that you'll find out. Um, it'll be revealed to you when the time's right, which I hate that cryptic stuff, but that's what they said. And then basically after that, I was back in my bed. Right. And I know this is where it gets interesting because, did, so you, did you think it was just a dream at first? Yeah, because I looked at my clock before I went to bed, before the helicopter came, and it was 2 o'clock, and then after that, it was kind of like a jolt-type wake-up, and it was 2.05. I'm like, wow, that was an insane dream for such a short amount of time, you know? Yeah. Totally right. thought it was a dream. Right. And then you woke up the next morning, and what happened? Then I woke up um, 8 o'clock in the morning. My mom's in the kitchen, and she's like, the phone starts ringing, and she goes, Beth, phone. So I get up. And the first person that called me was Ellen. Like people don't call people in their early twenties at eight in the morning, you know, when they work yeah. night shift. So she, she said, what did you think of that last night? Like, okay, tell me what you remember. And she down to the last detail, she remembered what the beings looked like, who was there. I said, who did you see? She named off everybody that she saw. And then she said she'd already talked to her mom about it and also remembered everything. And so I hung up with Ellen and then her mom called me and she never called me before. Ellen's mom calls and she goes, what did you think of our dream? And I'm like, you know, I'm like, that's so weird. We all had the same dream. That's crazy. And she's like, it wasn't a dream. I'm like, okay. And I still thought it was a dream until, you know, I was like, wow, shared dreams. That's cool. Yeah. Um, but then Frank broke the mold. I mean, there's no way it was a dream because Frank, well, he called me and he said, hey, lady, what did you think of that? And I'm like, OK, tell me what happened. And he said he was walking down the road at two in the morning down the highway. And he thought it was a truck with high beams on. Right. It was really bright. 
And he turned around to flip the guy off and he was up on the spaceship. And he said, I said, okay, cool. What did you say to me? And he said, this is fucking awesome. He said it just like that. He shouted it. So he, and then he said they dropped him off two over two miles away from where they picked him up five minutes later. Right. So how did that happen in five minutes? He, he right. can't walk two miles in five minutes. Well, and that, that kind of eliminates the possibility of the dream scenario yeah. because unless he's like sleepwalking. Did he know why, why was he walking in the middle of the night? Do you, he, he just had a lot of stuff on his mind and he, yeah, he is an orphan. And he was just, he was just probably guided to go out for that walk. So he would be right. free to take. And yeah. So, and then you guys, now, do you work with, like some of these people explain yeah. how you, how you kind of know them? Do you work with some of them? Uh, they're all, all people that you know, right? Yeah. So, um, I work with Ellen. I worked with Ellen. I worked with two of the people that weren't happy about it, but, um, their names, Joey and Steve, and they owned a restaurant and I was supposed, I worked that same morning after eight o'clock, I went into work. And, um, so Joey and Steve worked there and they they were owners of the restaurant. And as I walked in, Ellen was working there and she comes running up. It's 10 o'clock in the morning now. And she said, don't say a thing to Tony and Steve. They're freaked out. She talked to them already. And they were like, we don't want to talk to you about it. They, they saw the aliens. They're freaked out. They thought that we had something to do with it. Um, and so I did try to talk to Joey. I walked up to him. He was cooking in the kitchen and he said, don't talk to me. I don't want to talk about it. And to this day, he hasn't talked about it. But I go, you saw them, didn't you? And he's like, I said, don't talk to me about it. Wow. wow. Now, so, why and why did they think you had something to do with it? And what we done? We used to do a lot of meditation and um, we worked on astral projection and all that stuff back in that time. And I don't know, probably because he saw us there. Plus Ellen's mom was there and she was a psychic. And so he just thought it was some weird, I mean, they were all into it before the meditation, but then this happened and they're like, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Scared them straight. So that yeah. everybody that was taken, they all remembered being taken. Everybody, but one, my friend that was standing in the corner, he was my, he, I grew up with him and his name's Joe. Also, there's two Joe's. And this Joe, we all saw him, except for, I, I don't know if Joey and Steve saw him because they didn't tell me who they're all their stuff. But Ellen, Ellen's mom, Frank, and I all remember seeing Joe. And he was just kind of standing there looking at his feet. And I said, and I called Joe that same morning. I'm like, hey, dude, do you remember that? That was super cool. He had no idea what I was talking about, but we all saw him. And he goes, I was really high. He said he smoked weed right before he went to bed. So he has no recollection to this day that that happened. Interesting. Interesting. So it's funny because I know like weed smokers don't have dreams. Well, I can't speak for everybody, but for the most part, everybody I talk to who smokes, um, they don't remember their dreams. Not saying they don't have dreams, but they don't remember them. So that would make sense. Like something something happens when you're in that state um, that blocks you from remembering the experience. So you can't, you know, it, it, for the most part, everybody remembered it, which is amazing in itself that not everyone's right. memory was blocked. Most right? abductions that most stories I've, I hear people claim they, they have to either have a regression or they get their memories back later. They don't immediately remember 
that's mm -hmm. interesting that you all they didn't wipe your minds at all they it's like they wanted they, you to remember they did yeah it was really it was a very benevolent loving group and i still don't know why joe and steve were freaked out i think maybe it was just a loss of control maybe they but they had to have consented to come up that's the thing but maybe it was mm -hmm. just all too weird for them mm -hmm. you know? yeah i mean if you're not into that stuff and that happens like yeah of course that's to you're gonna be freaked out to accept that as a reality when, whenever it's not part of your reality mm -hmm. i mean right. that's the struggle that we have even today you know with with certain issues so let's go into well first of all i i, I did want to ask you before we got into any of that what did the transport craft look like did you see anything from the outside or even the big craft can you explain any of, of the outside or exterior well, the the transport craft, from what I could see, I, I just remember what it looked like when I was inside. Like there were, um, it was flat, and there was there were lights, and there were there wasn't any knobs or anything. It was just flat, and then you could see the like a a windshield. I want to say you could see where you were going. So that's what it looked like on the inside. It seemed like it was discoid. It seemed like it was rounded. Um, you couldn't really see a lot of it in front of me. I couldn't see a lot of it. And then the bigger ship, as we approached it, it, it seemed really big. Um, uh, I want to say black metal, dark. Um, and then the port was rounded like that. It was flat and then had a curved top. And it seemed really smooth on the inside, a lot of smooth. But on the outside, it didn't seem super smooth, like there were like different structures on the outside so it wasn't like a total discoid it seemed like it was i don't know block, mm, blocky kind of right and have you gotten any insight to this day of what group of ets that was um i asked frank too what if he remembered and they said he remembers them saying this too i'm like who are you or teachers he said that they told him um, and I remember this too. You call us Arcturians. You call us, Ar but they're not blue. But that's what he said. You you call us Arcturians. Right. I think that that's interesting because I've heard Arcturians described as blue. This is different. These almost looked like your, the grays, right? Right. But they weren't, uh, they weren't, how, they weren't, were they short? Did you already say that? No. Oh, no, I didn't say how tall. These guys were like, um, six feet maybe okay. Uh, okay yeah and and they had like their skin i remember looking at their skin i thought it was weird but it was um seemed like it was a blotchy bioluminescent like it was mostly white but it had like blue um colors kind of like it was like their skin changed kind of like that mm -hmm. it was kind of and it was kind of shined right so, mm -hmm. well think about all the different types of humans. So if you go to another planet and say, oh, you know us as humans. Right. Now, we all look different and incredibly, there's an incredibly wide range of diversity there. So right. if we take that and apply it to like the Arcturians, I've heard the Arcturians also described as they would look no different than a human besides, you know, just subtle features that if you knew what to look for, you would see it. Uh, so it, it, you, we can't rule that out. And right. this is it's also important that to note that uh, this this wasn't a negative experience, even though these these appeared to be what we would consider grays. 
because I've had a, a, an experience with grays also. And everyone's like, oh, that was negative. It was bad. I'm like, no, it was the exact opposite. Actually, they were helping me. So that's just some, something to note, I think. And yeah. the fact and their clothing, which really interests me. So you said it was just floating on their skin. Yeah, it was really cool. It's like it was um, reacting to their energy fields. And so it wasn't touching their skin. It was kind of like just flowing like that. And their eyes were kind of cool. This is Labradite. If you kind of, you know, a Labradite looks like. Yeah, yeah. When you move their eyes, it would be like, kind of like they would change colors. It would have the effect of Labradite. Oh, that's really cool. That's really cool. Right. So, okay. Let's get into what came through this session with Mary, because this is where it actually gets really interesting and, (laughs) and really deep. And there's some profound stuff. And I think this is why Mary largely tells your story because it actually kind of relates to exactly what's going on today. And I think that's why you were prompted now to come forward. So I don't know if you have that, any notes with you or whatever, but can you, um, you know, just give us a run through of that session and what you discovered? So when she regressed me, she was trying to, we were trying to go back onto the ship. And so that was the intention and because we're, the goal was the regression was why what did they say and why why this group of people why you know why were you all brought up together so when she did the regression um and i opened that door it it wasn't the ship because that's where i was trying to go but it ended up being atlantis which was really weird you know I, and i was describing it to her and she said um why are you in Atlantis? And I said, the same people that got brought up on the ship were present during Atlantis. We failed our mission at that time. We were trying to um, tell everybody the society was sick, that um, we had AI invaded in Atlantis times, which is weird. There was like AI invasion. Um, People were more um, involved in tech than they were in the spirit aspect. um, and the people that spoke up got persecuted. Um, it was a sick society and it had to be destroyed basically because we, we tried to help people. We tried to tell them that this isn't the way to go and it just got too dark. And, kind and of like now that- is, it's like, it is now kind of, it's kind of, we're at the same exact frequency as before Atlantis fell. But I said this time our mission will succeed this time we're not going to fall this time there's enough people awake that um we learned from so i think a lot of us here back now are uh from atlantis i mean from Mm -hmm. from the fall and and uh, we're doing it right now right and what's before we go into the next part of that what's amazing to me is that so your atlantis soul team soul group all incarnated now at this time, but not, they didn't just incarnate onto this planet at this time in all in the same town. You guys know each other, friends and family, you work together. It's a close, a tight knit group of people. And you guys are all the same soul family from Atlantis. Now that makes me wonder about all of us right now. Like everyone, every, when we find our soul family at these conferences or even in our surroundings, like we all incarnate exactly where we're supposed to for a reason and it's not such a stretch of the imagination that we all lived a past life together exactly absolutely 
Yeah, and I I just think that's incredible. You know, not and then so and then that group was all taken onto the craft, probably to remember your mission. Yep, remember our mission, and also to kind of see how much damage has been done by the the world to see if we're up for the challenge to just kind of to check in. You know, I um, like I said, so we're scared. So they're like, oh, they're they're. But most of us were happy and excited, so that means that we were up for the mission. But a couple of them aren't ready for it. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what happened next in the regression? Um. Then she was, we were talking about uh, the plants. Um, she said, tell me more about the plants. What, what did they tell you while you're on, on board? What was the, what was, what are you supposed to remember now? And I said that besides that, besides the um, coming back for the Atlantis thing, um, they've been, they gifted us, they will be gifting us plants that they, um, have created or things that we have hidden for ourselves for this time. Like um, before we knew Atlantis was going to go down, we hid, um, what do you want to say, arcs. We hid these for ourselves to find now. And we, they also hid these plants in there and they're supposed to heal humanity um, that they also use the plants that were on the ship with their DNA with the being's DNA, they used it. And it was kind of like either a, some of it was mushroom plants and their DNA and it, it interacts with them. So all they have to do is think of something and the ship will respond. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It sounds dumb, but you no, know, it's no, okay. that, that lines up with a lot of other testimonies, the organic yeah. craft people like some of these craft are even grown. Um, they respond. They it's like an extension of you. And it yes. works off of your thoughts and your consciousness. And exactly. that's why and it's even mm -hmm. been described that like somebody else couldn't pilot your ship because it's not right. your DNA. Right. Yeah. And well, go ahead. Finish, finish what you're going to No, say. no. I was going to say just. Um, well, no, I was just going to say that also I remembered a craft. I've been pulled. Also, she wanted to know why I was being pulled to this part, this place in Florida astrally since 89 i kept getting pulled out of body into the water under the ocean or the gulf and she asked why and then i saw a craft that was down there that i drew a picture of um i said it was one of our i didn't really say the kind of an arc but it was um there it is like part of it sticking out from underneath the dirt oh okay wow and it had like that kind of that kind of drawing on it. And these glyphs were starting to uh, glow. And I said that the 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 arcs, and this is a while ago, are getting or these these piece, these um, what did I say, technologies that we hid for ourselves are starting to activate because of a math equation that we programmed so that it would activate only at a certain time. And when and it was a uh, Something to do, this is my math equation that came to me. It's sine wave, um, and then you multiply sine wave by universal location divided by time. And that's so sine waves are frequency equals change. So these all these shifts are sensitive to the frequencies that are going on. And once we hit a universal location, a certain point, um, they would start activating. And only we can 
not me personally, but we can can operate them so they can't be hacked. Um, mm, the Atlanteans, the the Atlantean Soul Group, or whoever. But you've been drawn to that one specifically. But they also told you. I remember hearing Mary talk about this in one of her interviews that there was a this was one of a grid of arcs spread throughout yes. the planet. Yes, they're all connected. Um, this one, this other one is south of Sarasota, um, right below the continental ledge. Um, but there's maybe up to anywhere from 12 to 50 of them, and they're all over the place, like under the Buseji Mountains. Um, the sands, the in Ukraine, they're all over and they're all connected. And it's not the Atlanteans that'll get it back, but it's the soul group that were the higher elevation people that'll be getting them back. Right. You know. Mm, that's, good well, and, bad. and then you know, it's really interesting that you know, you're talking now, we're doing this interview now, and Elon Musk hate him, like him, doesn't matter. He just tweeted that picture of a space arc. Yep. Now, yeah, yeah. He literally tweeted a picture a couple days ago of a space arc. Now it was more like of a, a, a rocket-looking ship than what you're describing, and it had animals getting on whatever. But that's beside the point. The point is, it doesn't matter if us, Doctor Sala, anybody's talking about these space arcs. By Elon putting that out there, that plants the seed into the collective consciousness worldwide. Yeah. what's on that picture space arc was on that picture that's what's important and then it's an old photo from it's from like the 80s or 90s or something. Yeah. it's an old drawing and it's really interesting and you know the movie 2012 depicts space arcs underneath dams we had our navy whistleblower on navwar mike we can call him mike now he talked about um, some of these arcs being not exactly what we would think an arc would be, but almost like more like what you're describing. Mm. And, you know, he also talked about them. And it's just, just no coincidence right now that this is coming up, whether or not they're all going to save us from the planet. I don't know if that's the case. I think it's more of like a frequency activation. Maybe that's going to help us in to help us transition. 100%. Yeah. So they're not going to come flying up and save and slay all the bad guys. That's not how it's going to work. It's once we do it for ourselves, we have to do it. Um, once we realize the truth, um, yes, yeah, so we'll have access to them. I mean, it has our original, it has all the history of what, where we're really from. Um, there's crystals in there, there's plants in there, there's tons of DNA um, samples in there. There's uh different kinds of seeds in there. There's uh, portals in there and all the different ones have a different function, um, but they all will work together. But yeah, that's, they're, they're there. I mean, and that's those, since 89 have been pulled there and those before the internet. So. And it's important to note that this information came through your regression with Mary before Dr. Sala yes. or anybody started talking yes. about these arcs. Yeah. And yeah. I don't, as far as I know, you're the only one talking about an actual, an actual equation that's going to activate these arcs. Now that's fascinating to me. I don't know how that works or what it means, or maybe it's like you said, just programmed to activate at a certain time. I don't know. It's multifactored, you know, you got to have the right frequency and it has to be in the right place. And I don't know how time, I didn't know if there was a time, but yeah, it has to be at a certain location in the universe. And then factor in our sine waves our frequencies how if it's ready if they're going to come 
back to life fully, you know, or mm-hmm. yeah. I want to get somebody that knows math. Maybe I can have my brother um, look at that math equation. And maybe there's, I mean, if it's even a possible equation, you know. Well, we'll put it on the we'll put it on the screen, and maybe somebody in the audience might know. And yeah. and if and if they do, we can have them reach out to you or and uh, see if we can't get these things activated. Um, Sounds cool. Yeah, but I want to go back to the plants because yes. uh, something that came through also. I just listened to the interview with Mary, so it's all fresh in my head. Something that came through also. They said that they were going to place these plants near waterfalls so that mm-hmm. people can discover them. They wouldn't just give them to us, right? And then they would, we would be able to identify them by their glowing sap. Yep. So I don't know if you remember any more about that in particular that you wanted to share, but that's really interesting. Yeah, I think, um, and that they'll have a lot of functions, um, like free energies. One, I don't know, light for lighting, um, healing, um, it's just endless what we can do with this. And I, they could be, you know, in the arcs, they could be under, um, like the Sphinx, it could, it could be under there in caverns. I mean, um, some people said that they saw, uh, um, like water trickling and then we did a remote view too in a group and they saw, and they didn't know any of this stuff. They said we remote viewed under the Buseji mountains. Is that the right place? Yeah. Yeah. So our group, um, Tony's group, uh, we did a remote view and that people saw these glowing plants underneath in these caverns next to waterfalls. And it was, um, they saw some, they saw some, some said they saw beings in stasis. I don't know. We'll see what comes of that, but that those are the pilots. I don't know what that means, but wow. um, yeah. Wow. And it's also interesting to note that they mentioned that the, the craft that you were on um, had the DNA of the bioluminescent plant in yes. the craft also, which would explain the glowing walls because the plant, the craft itself had a bioluminescence to it, which yeah. in the in the book, The Thea Uba Prophecy, whenever he was taken onto the craft and it was extremely bright and he couldn't figure out the light source, he's like, where are the bulbs? They said... Yeah, they said mm-hmm. it wasn't a light. They said it was the color of the walls. It's not. Right. They said it was the wall. The color itself was producing the bioluminescence, the light. Yeah, yeah. I've heard other other abductee and experiencers tell that similar thing where they're on a craft and they're like, there was no source for the light. It was just right. everything. And no and shadows. There was no shadows. No There's... shadows too. That's a common thing as well. Yeah. I was like, oh, how does this work? You know, but it was coming from everywhere. It was the walls, the floor, everything was. Right. Right. And we hear inner earth described the same way. And yeah, and, we hear that about inner earth right. as well. And yeah, so and there's just so many dots that are all being connected now from all these people coming forward. Mm-hmm. And it's really answering a lot of like basic questions like this question of what is this light source? People have spent hours and they, they've researched to try to figure out, you know, where is this coming from? But it sounds like it's just almost organic in nature. It's literally has to do with DNA. Like it's so advanced. It's nothing that our technology is going to be able to explain. <clears throat> Another thing that, um, like, as you walk into the room with those ships, um, that 
that have those walls with your DNA, it kind of like lights on. So you can walk in, it's not bright before you go in there and it just responds to you by lightening up, lighting up. Really? Because your DNA is in there too. Now these glyphs that you saw, and now you saw this during the astral projection or did you see this in the regression? I saw it in the regression, but um, in the astral projections in the 80s, I would get pulled down right in the same spot every time and it would end my regret, it would end my trip. So I'd be out there and I would just get pulled down. And so I know exactly where it is. It's the same spot every time. But the regression is when I saw the glyphs. Now, this is off the coast of Florida on the Gulf side? uh, Yeah. So if you go go west, it's actually south of Pensacola. Okay. Okay. And then you go south a little bit further and you'll see where the continental shelf um starts in and it's right in there it's like it's the shelf and then it just kind of sticks at the bottom of the shelf right okay i think uh mary said in the interview just south of an air force base i forgot which air force yeah. base you said it's pensacola yeah right okay and okay and then she also mentioned that a possible you remember uh stargate on top of the water hovering on oh, top yeah. of the water so I'm thinking that that could be also what it is. I was thinking that maybe that's the Stargate. So it was, um, I was seeing in my regression that it was floating on top of the water and there was um, walkways all the way around it, um, white walkways that were all floating or levitating or however it does it. And then the, there's a, this thing is huge. It was a huge Stargate and um, I could just see ships coming in and out of that. Um, and there was like a spinning, uh, three set tetrahedron, I think it's called a spinning triangle with something in the middle of it. Um, kind of like a magnetic spin mm-hmm. was part of the Stargate technology and whichever way it spun is either going out if you're spinning this way. And if it's going like that, you just come in. I don't know. So do you think that the Stargate is the arc? Like it's the same one and the same, or it's a separate thing? I think it's part of it. Yeah, I think I think this arc has stuff inside of it and a Stargate too. Mm. This thing down on the Gulf side, I think there's a Stargate with with some arc in there too. So I'm I'm assuming that you were back in Atlantean times when this when you were seeing this, like this yeah. was your past life in Atlantis. Now, have any of the other people like come forward? Have they told their story? Do they have other details to fill in the blanks? Um, the only thing that Frank remembered, uh, he got a hold of Mary and he basically said, you know, cause he didn't want to come forward and talk on uh, YouTube or anything, but he did say in his email, he, he said that he remembered being on the ship. He remembered saying, this is fucking awesome to me. He remembered getting dropped off three mile or two miles away from where they picked him up. He thought it was a truck. Um, I had the email in there somewhere, but Mary sent me a copy of it. So, yeah, he's come forward. Um, my mom remembers that morning, and she just didn't know what to make of it. All these people calling, and she's like, what's going on? I'm like, we were brought up on a UFO. And she's like, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she's, it's Frank. I'm trying to get a hold of Ellen. Um, can't find her. It's really odd. Mm. So. 
Right. I mean, it's hard to get a hold of people that from mm-hmm. th- that you knew in the 80s, 90s, uh, if you right. haven't talked to them in that long. Uh, people's last names change and all that stuff, you know, if you're right. trying to get a hold of somebody. So have have you had any experiences since then? Like, was it one and done? I mean, it typically doesn't happen that way. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that. <clears throat> I don't know that I've gone back on that ship. Um, I've had, of course, the uh, the ETs coming into your house, which is not cool. I was laying in bed and um, woke up in a, in a night terror where I was paralyzed. And it was a really, it wasn't the same kind of being, but it was a shorter guy, shorter gray. And he was just standing by my feet. And I jumped up and told him to get the hell out of here, I swore. And uh, so, and I've seen the crafts, I've seen crafts, I've seen triangle crafts, I've seen cigar shaped crafts with no wings that just kind of disappear behind a little cloud. Um, yeah, they seem to be all over, especially in Illinois, though, there was tons of the triangle crafts. Mm. Yeah, I think by you just sharing this information right now, it's it's part of the activation in itself because like everybody has keys and codes right so when you speak people are subconsciously getting downloads from from your codes or whatever so i think there's like it's not just about telling a story it's about activating these people to remember and ultimately let's just say activating these arcs and whatever that's going to do but i think it's ultimately going to assist in the transition and what better time than now because we need something (laughs) yeah exactly yeah i think i think a lot of people are they a lot of people have been contacting me and telling me about, especially the white room. That's that's a huge thing they're talking about. I know I've been on a white room and I'm trying to remember it, but they were just blinded by by light. But mm-hmm. well, yeah, when I remember being on a ship laying down, there was these little grays scanning me. All I couldn't even describe the room because it was so bright. It was just <laughs> a big bright white, and I think that might just be typical. And we hear like um, so that the black eyes or whatever the whatever is covering their eyes it's like almost like a contact contact lens it's not their actual eye so maybe that might help them see as opposed to our just bare eyes i don't know right i've heard that too i I don't know if there's any other direction you want to go if there's anything that you feel like uh, you want to share while you're here basically just focus on um don't get there's a lot of um side stories right now just keep focused on stay heart-centered um don't get drawn into different narratives as we all know um just keep staying in your heart and uh uniting because each one of us we've worked together before um and we know our tribe and we're gonna i think for sure this time we'll get it right. I, I see it. We're at a, a tipping point right now. So just stay in the light. Yeah, we definitely are. Yeah, I I, I couldn't agree more. Yes. I think this is an exact repeat of Atlantis in a lot of ways. And, you know, if you said that you remember those people being, quote, sick. Well, I mean, that describes what we see right now mm-hmm. and everything surfacing right now. Yep. And just because back then they might have been advanced. I've heard just from stuff I've read, I should say that they were a very greedy civilization and a lot of existing in their ego. And just because they're advanced doesn't mean that you're spiritually evolved enough to ascend. Yeah. And Lemuria was more 
spiritual right that's from what we hear right even yeah prior to and less Atlantis, technological yeah. more spiritual and atlantis was more mm -hmm. technological and ego and greedy and all that but notice how they <laughs> go ahead Brett. i was gonna say i think a lot of the people that were um had lumerian roots were in atlantis too trying to say this is sick yeah i don't know i mean they were the ones that were trying to keep everyone on the right path and seeing all the chaos I think, you know, I'm sure there was Lemurians in Atlantis too. I don't know, but mm -hmm. or at least the same souls were there. Right. And I think a lot of the people, I think it was the leadership of Atlantis that was the cor mostly corrupt, not like kind of like now, like it's mostly the 100%. people running the institutions that are mostly corrupt, you know, that are, that are, uh, destroying the planet and <laughs> taking us down a, a negative path. Obviously the, you know we need to wake up as well. And, uh, but precisely, it's, no, I, yeah, I do. I think it was, it's a very similar thing. Upper yeah. echelon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was, you know, running the show. And, you know, I think whenever you're so advanced, uh, you don't feel like there's not a need to grow or heal. So I think mm -hmm. in a way, which people don't like to hear this, but the suppression of this technology can be looked at as a gift. Because because we don't have all that, because they've been hiding it from us, it's forcing us to go within and figure out who we are, what we're capable are capable of, and remembering all of that, which wouldn't happen if in the fifties and forties when they started getting this tech, if it was just implemented again like it was in Atlantean times, we would evolved without having evolved spiritually, and mm -hmm. it would have been an, an exact repeat. So we can say that all this suppression and secrecy is kind of a blessing in disguise in a way and people are looking for external things to activate their ascension do not go there i mean if you're waiting yeah. for a solar flash or you're waiting for somebody to bring the dna codes to you to heal you ah just do it yourself you got everything you're perfect as you are just open it up you're right. perfect exactly and notice exactly. and notice that they brought plants they planted yeah. plants for us, not pills, not jabs, oh. not, you know, yeah. plants to help us. Chips to put inside of you. Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. and then and that goes back to like the Lumerian society where the technology was, mm -hmm. it didn't look like much, but it was superior to what anything we can create with AI. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yep. So... Maybe that's what watch the water means. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. No, I'm just kidding. But you know, with the plants, I think watch the water is has multiple meanings. Mm, uh, no matter me too. however you want to perceive it, receive that information. It doesn't matter. Um, water plate, water. The water component is huge right now, and the Avatar movie coming out, literally called the Way of the Water. Right. right? And I think there's no doubt there's going to be downloads in that movie. You know, whether or not, like, people are trying to say that the, the symbol is a Masonic yeah. symbol and all stuff. Yeah. And what James Cameron said recently, what did he say? It was, oh, yeah, he said, he said uh, testosterone was a toxin that he's trying, he to, he's trying yeah. to eliminate from his body or something like that. Right. Right. Gross. Right. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, the thing about these movies is that, any a lot of the disclosure that comes through them actually comes from the subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't even matter what he believes in. Like he subconsciously, like there's stuff happening in that movie that like people are receiving the downloads and the codes. And they know that 
they've been using that as a weapon. I, William Tompkins book selected by extraterrestrials volume two, he talked about in the sixties, they were working on a technology that would pump a frequency through a movie or the mainstream media that would bypass the bypass the logical mind and go straight to the, the conscious mind, go straight to the subconscious and get people to perform acts without them even knowing it. So I think the same can be used for our good also to our benefit. And I think it is, I mean, I'm not going to rule that out. Like we just look at everything as a weapon. Yeah, that's not good. We can, we can rewrite the timeline ourselves. And all the things they've done to us, we can turn it around and use it for good because Right. We're awake to it now, and now we know how to utilize the, what they've given us or brainwashed us with. We can utilize it for our benefit. Right, right. Like old viewing techniques that they've done, and yeah, we, yep. Right, I mean, take everything, like you can say, oh, your your cell phone is, is bad. You need to quit spending time on your phone. Yeah, we spend way too much time on our phones, but it can also be utilized as a tool to be used against them. That's actually how this mm. whole thing, without the internet, Without our computers and our phones, this revolution, this social, information wouldn't be happening. Social media. Yeah. Too, yeah. Same thing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It wouldn't be happening without the very tool they created to control us. It's just the irony of it. I think Elon's a tool too. I think he is, and not that he's a tool, but you know, he's yeah. also utilized. Yeah. As, you know, I mean, good or bad, it, he, he just is, and he's bringing truth. That's what's cool. Right. right. And it, exactly. it, and it doesn't matter about him. This is a whole different episode, but it about him, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. Who would he, what he's exposing right now is what we've all been trying to expose for the last 10 years. Right. Yeah. Who And people are mad. People are like, oh, wolf in sheep's clothing. Oh, he's a, a black hat, whatever. Who would you right. rather have do this than him right now? Pick somebody. Are you happy with, is there one person out there that you're happy with coming forward and doing it? It doesn't matter. The, what matters is that it's actually happening. Take mm -hmm. the messenger, take the, pick Elon out of the equation. We're getting somewhere finally. Amen. And that's huge. Amen to that. How many people is it waking up to sleepers? Right. right. Think about that. Like you can have a problem with him or anyone all day long. It doesn't, it doesn't make a difference. Because no right. one's perfect. It doesn't matter. And who knows what we see on the surface and what we see tweeted. It, it's not the reality of what's happening. What's happening behind the scenes, some of us may never find out. And there's deals being made and people working together and a cleanup happening. And who knows? We get to see the illusion. We're getting surface level stuff here. So we can't just put all of our weight into the, the surface level information we're getting. Uh, but it is finally a public win. And, you know, hey, I'll take it. We all just put our um, focus on having it be for the greatest timeline for humanity. And if, I mean, our our powers are so strong. I don't mean to sound weird, but we can really just keep visualizing that future, keep visualizing it. And uh, it'll be here soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. Create exactly. the future. Your thoughts create your reality. So mm -hmm. that's it. Right. And start putting your focus and your energy and intention into what you want to see instead of right. what you don't. Exactly. Right. Well, thank right. you so much for coming on and sharing. Yeah. I mean, it's thank really, so really awesome information. And I, I hope that more comes forward. I hope more comes through and, and hopefully, hopefully we get to do this again and you have this whole other download, you know? So 
Uh, keep, I know an eye on Mary's, keep an eye on Mary Rodwell's um, future uh, conferences. She's taken this to another level. And so it's a lot of what we talked about, only she says it much better than I do. So she's she's really, really digging hard. So keep an eye on Mary. Well, there you go. I mean, that's exactly mm-hmm. it. So and I I don't know if are you still working with her at all? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, nice. I mean, it's only inevitable that, you know, more is going to become unlocked. So. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned for that. <laughs> right. uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, this was amazing. Thank you, Beth. I almost called you yeah. Mary. <laughs> uh, talk about Same Mary. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for joining us. Thank you yeah. for uh, deciding to come forward because this is crucial information. Uh, there's no doubt that people need to hear this right now, uh, in my opinion. So we appreciate that. And uh, I hope you keep doing it. I hope you keep doing it. Thank you, guys. Love you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to grab a ticket to our conference. Come hang out with us. Live stream tickets are available also if you can't make it. They're only $99 this year. Uh, So if you can't travel, if you can't make it, uh, that is an option as well. Uh, Thank you guys all for the donations and your support. As always, we can't do this without you. And uh, we love you all. Good night. Have a great evening. Until next time.